I'm beginning today with a cold open because before I start, I just wanted to mention that my love letter time machine has just been shortlisted for an award at the International Women's Podcast Awards 2022 for the category Moment of Dramatic Tension. This nomination was for the climax of season one, when Fred had to leave Janie and everyone behind in Sheffield and start his new job in Middlesbrough. I'm so thrilled and excited to be shortlisted. It is such an honour and I'm up against some amazing podcasts. So next week, I'm going to be travelling to the ceremony in Covent Garden. And because I'll be spending a couple of days in London, I'm really sorry, but there will be an episode next week. But I promise Fred and Janie will be back the following week. So I just wanted to say thank you so much to all my listeners for your encouragement and support, for your reviews, ratings and shares. They mean so much to me. But the fact that you tune in week after week is the best thanks of all. Now, on with the show. Welcome back to my Love Letter Time Machine. Hi, I'm Ingrid Birchall-Hughes and I'm serialising the love letters of my great-great-grandparents, Fred Shepherd and Jamie Warburton. Travel 140 years back in time with me now, where we take a look at Victorian history through their eyes. And today, the insecurity regarding Fred's lodgings grow as his landlady, Mrs Gordon, tells him to start looking for somewhere else to live. And Janie's soon-to-be sister-in-law turns out to be a little bit of a bitch. The way the letters fall this time have brought into contrast the relationships that Janie has with her two sisters-in-law, as well as her friendship with Carrie, who looks to be another sister-in-law in the making, although time may tell on that one. As mentioned before, unhelpfully they are both named Mary, and are also both referred to by the common nickname for Mary's, Polly. Janie obviously has an affectionate relationship with the elder Polly, wife to Janie's eldest brother, William. I've just dug into her background a bit and found out that she was a little bit older than William when they got married back in 1871. She was born Mary Jane Griffith, seven years before William, in Sunderland in 1840. The only person fitting that name in the 1841 census in Sunderland is the daughter of John Griffith, Wesleyan minister. Now, I've not been able to formally link them, despite trying, but whatever her backstory, somehow she came to Handsworth and met the Warburtons. I hadn't quite appreciated before now that Polly Warburton was Janie's senior by 20 years, and I think it's completely altered my view of that particular relationship. The Polly we see through Janie's letters is kind and supportive. She definitely has Janie's corner, and now I realise she's much older. I'm inclined to think that Polly has taken Janie under her wing somewhat. I'm sure it explains why, in the face of Mother Maria's censure of Fred in the past, Polly had no qualms about standing up to her. And as a woman in her 40s who has just had yet another baby, it may well explain why Janie refers to Polly's tiredness so frequently. The other Polly is Mary Ann Rowe, who is going to be married to Fred Warburton, another brother of Janie's. He's four years older than her. Polly Rowe is the daughter of Hansworth grocer and draper William Rowe, a man of some property, judging by previous comments in Janie's letters and also from some of his property to let advertisements in the newspaper. Janie and Fred have gossiped a bit about Polly Rowe in the past with her use of makeup that they refer to as the painting business. Janie's relationship with her is evidently uncomfortable, for reasons I'm not at all sure. 
other than what seems to be an unpleasant disposition in Miss Rowe's character. I think the best thing to do this time in the podcast is to keep to the back and forth of the correspondence so that you can see how the gossip unfolds. But before we get to them, back in Middlesbrough, Fred kicks us off with his rather unsettling news. 21 Church Street, Middlesbrough, May the 4th, 1882. My own darling wife, I was very glad to receive your loving letter yesterday. I should have replied last night, but I thought I might not have time to write again for Saturday, so thought I would hold it over until then, because I know you like a letter for Saturday, my darling. You will have had a busy week this, love. 75 is a large number in the house, so bad for accommodation as yours is. It was very good of your mother relieving you of the waiting so that you could write to me. Your bedroom would be a treat to see you with all the things bundled into it. You say I should not like to sleep in it. I will sleep anywhere if you are with me, darling, and should only be glad of the chance. I am sorry that Emma could not refrain from taking some on that day, especially she seems to be getting worse now. Why will she persist in it when she sees that the consequences are so serious? Is it on account of Mr Walker's affair, or what? How do you go on with him now? Does he still call at your house? I think I shouldn't if I were him. I wish you could have kissed me, darling, and when you were tired and sleepy, I'm sure it would have done you good. I know it would have done me good, love. I am sorry you were so disappointed at not receiving a letter earlier, my darling, but you will have received it before this. Well, I hope you will have forgiven me for my seeming neglect in not writing. You will do so, won't you, wifey? I am looking forward to one from you tomorrow, my darling, and then I will finish this so that you can have it for Saturday. Only twenty-three days, darling, to Whitson, and then happiness. I have written to John Mies telling him that I cannot go to Castleton on any consideration, because I consider it will be almost as hard work as Matlock was, but that I do not wish them to alter their plans on any account, although I have said that if they decide to go to Roche Abbey again, I should be pleased to make two in the party, but even then only on one condition, and that is that they come back through Hansworth, because I do not think I should care to have to go up to your house from Attercliffe after we have had a day's pleasuring. If you remember, this was mentioned last year, and I think almost agreed to. Except it would not be any pleasure to you, love. I should prefer Whitsuntide at home. It seems almost a pity when I come so far to home to be running away from it when I get there. But that, of course, will be no change for you, love, and I should like you to derive some benefit from my visit. So far, I think my visits have been the other way, darling, but I always seem to knock you up. But you still love me, wifey, don't you? even though I do so ill use you. When I get John Mie's reply, I will let you know. But perhaps Miss Dalton may see you about it. Have you seen her and Ted lately, love? Have you settled with her yet for the Matlock business? I believe I told you that Mrs Gordon contemplated leaving the house. I did not hear any more about it until last Tuesday, and then she told me she intended letting the front room and bedroom as apartments, and that we had better look out for fresh lodgings. She gave as a reason that she could not make it pay. She did not say that she had an offer for the rooms, or that we could take them if we wished. I think she does not really want us to leave, but to either take the rooms at 16 shillings per week and board ourselves, or pay her something more per week for the board and lodgings, which I do not feel disposed to give, because it is costing me about 17 shillings per week now, including washing. Our fellow lodger says he does not feel disposed to pay any more, so we have advertised for two bedrooms and a sitting room, 
and if we cannot get any cheaper, of course we will stop, but if we drop upon any cheaper, we will take our hook. I am very sorry that such a thing should have occurred, because I don't like changes, and especially going into fresh families. If we leave, we shall go somewhere near the park, because it is more open there, and a little farther off, which will give us more exercise. I wish we could get married now, love, as there are three houses to let in our street, and we shall perhaps have some difficulty in finding one when we want one. I shall have to close down now, my darling, for tonight. Good night, my darling wife. I do love you so much. Continued Friday, May the 5th, 1882. I expect I should have time to send you a few more lines today, but they will have to be short. I forgot to tell you that R.R. has sent me a testimonial. I will show it to you at Whitsuntide, unless you would like me to enclose it to you. My darling, I do love you more than ever, and will always remain your loving, true and faithful husband, Fred. P.S. Only 22 days. I haven't worked out who RR is or the testimonial yet, but I will let you know as soon as I do. The next letter from Janie comes while Janie is visiting at Polly's. Cemetery Road, May the 5th, 1882. My own darling husband. You would be disappointed at not receiving a letter this morning. We were so busy cleaning down. I really couldn't find time to write yesterday. We did not finish until after seven o'clock. Then it was too late. I managed to get dressed by eight, so had a walk down to Darnall to see your mother and come up with our John and Carrie. They had been to Sheffield. Carrie seems in pretty good spirits, considering. The last news she heard was from Annie that she had been under the doctor ever since she went. She speaks very well of Mrs Bradbury. She says she doesn't know how she would have gone on without her. I had nothing much to do this afternoon, so came to see Polly. She wanted to see me. We have had our usual look around the town with a cup of tea at Thorpe's. I wish you could have been with us, darling. Then I should have enjoyed it. I received your letter on Wednesday, love. I felt quite relieved. I am so afraid of you being ill over there. I am glad the pain in your back around your body is better. I do wish you could come just now and fetch me tonight and take me home through the woods. The bluebells are out now. I have not seen them yet. I don't care about going without you, love. Darling... I don't care a bit about going to Castleton if it is such hard work. It will be much better to have a quiet day to ourselves. Polly has just been telling me that they are going to try and go to London this Whitsuntide, but we can come and spend the day at their house all the same and have the room and anything we want and be nice and quiet to ourselves. Don't you think that would be nice, love? Then we could have a good talk. We had a dreadful thunderstorm on the Wednesday. It struck a house at Morton. You have done quite right, love, in getting the name stamp. It will be very useful. I will answer your letter more fully for Sunday, darling. I remain your loving, true and faithful wife, Janie. Hansworth, May the 6th, 1882. My own darling husband, I was pleased to receive your letter this morning. I do like one for Saturday, love. We have nearly got this busy week over, I am very glad, for it is so uncomfortable to have everything upside down. The very idea is saying you would like to sleep with me if only you had the chance, and you would not mind all the things being bundled up in the bedroom, as if I should like you to. I think it would be a good plan to have separate beds, don't you think so, love? 
Carrie and our John have gone to Keeley this afternoon to see Mr and Mrs Davies. I wish you were coming tonight to take me for a walk down to our old favourite lane, darling. We should enjoy it, shouldn't we? John will soon be here now, love. I think on the Saturday we will have one of our old walks through the woods if it is fit and not too late, and we consider to go to our Williams on the Monday, won't we, darling? I hardly know when I shall go to Hathersage. It will not be before Whitsuntide if they spare me at home. I think it is a desirable place to go. They are very nice people. I am sure I should enjoy myself, and the change would do me good. My cold is quite better, love. We should be very quiet at our Williams on Whit Monday if they go to London. It would be much nicer than being at home. We could do just as we liked, have a good long talk. I would rather go there than anywhere. It would be expensive if we went to Roche Abbey, and I know you want to save your money for me, darling. So I hope they won't change the place to Roche Abbey, and then we can have a nice quiet time to ourselves. We will see about waiting until October when you come, darling. I know you will want to take me away as soon as you possibly can. I should be happier with you than I am at present. We will think it over. You asked me if I remember our journey from Morecambe to Sheffield alone. Oh no, not at all. How is it likely that I should remember my husband? I have quite recovered from the severe strain you put me to at Easter. I expect we should be seeing whether I am equal to going through the same again when you come, you dear bad lad. I do love you. Perhaps it would be best to stay there at Whitsuntide, then there would be no risk. It will just be after the month. But the saying is nothing risked, nothing win, so I think we had better risk it, don't you, darling? I think I have not told you that they have started a cricket club at Hansworth. They are playing a match at Catcliffe today. It is the first. Our John is the treasurer and Alfred Duncan secretary. I think they have about 50 members in the club. I do not know why our Emma still persists in getting drunk. I don't think it is on Mr Walker's account. It does not seem to have troubled her much. He did not call for two weeks. Then he called last week and she called him into the room and she told Kate she gave him a severe talking to. They were in the room together for a quarter of an hour or more. I can't understand it at all. It is evident he does not want her. She was watching out for him both times when he passed and she was at the window last Friday. On the first Friday, when she thought he would not be long before he came back from Sheffield, she even went down towards Woodhouse Mill and turned back and met him and I don't think he stopped to speak to her. It will be happiness to have you here, darling, in 21 more days. I shall meet you at the station as usual. Will Mr Avery come over? I do derive benefit from your coming, love, though certainly not physical strength, as you did knock me up at Easter. But I love you, darling, no less. More, if anything, though you do ill-use me. I have not seen or heard from Miss Dalton, so of course have not settled about Matlock. I am sorry Mrs Gordon is making an alteration in the letting of her rooms. It would be a great expense to pay 16 shillings and board yourselves. You would not save much then, love, could you? Besides, it is not nice for you to change when you have got settled. It will be better to go a little further off because the exercise will do you good. I do wish we could be together. Then there would be no more changes for you because I know you would be quite content to live with me for life. It would be happiness to be with you, darling. Show me your testimonial at Whitsuntide. It might get lost if you were to send it through the post. I have not time for more. I remain your loving, true and faithful wife, Janie. Royal Exchange, Middlesbrough, the North Eastern Steel Company Limited, May the 8th. 1882.
my own darling wife. I received your kind letter on Saturday morning, love. I expected you would be very busy cleaning up, so that I scarcely expected one on Friday. I am glad to hear that you went to see my mother, but you forgot to tell me how you found them, love. I wish I could have been with you and Polly, my darling, last Friday. I should have enjoyed it very much. I should very much like to take you home through the woods, my darling. It would be a treat. We always enjoyed it, darling, didn't we? But I think we should enjoy it more now. I don't think we should be able to go up to Polly's love if they are not there. I am afraid our people would kick against it. I went down to Redcar again about the house, love, on Saturday. I had tea and supper with Phillips. I think I mentioned him to you before. He has taken a house there for a month. It was a beautiful afternoon and evening, and I did so wish you could have been with me. I seem to be only half there when my wife is not there with me. Oh, my darling, I do wish you were there for a month so I could see you. I received your loving letter yesterday, my darling. I should have answered the same day, but went up to Stockton immediately after dinner to see the funeral of a bandsman. There were representatives from eight bands, and there was above 140 brass instruments, two big drums and four side drums. The death march was simply magnificent. Unfortunately, it came on raining very heavily and rained all the way home, and I'm afraid I got cold as I feel all feverish today, but I expect I'll be all right in a day or two. I have been troubled lately with headaches almost every morning and night. I have brought a bottle of fruit salts today and expect it will do me good. To refer to your letter, love, I think it would be a good plan to have separate beds, darling, but to not sleep separate. I could not do without you, no, wifey. I should be quite agreeable to go through the wood Whitsuntide, love. I should enjoy it very much. If you think it is not necessary to go to Roche Abbey, love, we will not go on any consideration. I thought you would remember our ride from Morecambe, my little wifey. We were really smitted then. I am glad you have quite recovered after our little affair at Easter. I should not like you to go through the same again, darling, if you think you are not equal to it. Would you like to risk it again, darling? Your quotation about nothing risk, nothing win is not quite the right one, because there is nothing to win except your consent, and there is a good deal to lose, wifey. You know how weak I am, love, where you are concerned, being entirely in your hands, and you in mine, I suppose, darling. I am glad to hear that a cricket club has been started at Hansworth, and that your John takes an interest in it. It will find him something to think about. Mr Walker seems to have quite a fascination for your Emma, I hope there is nothing in it. It was scarcely proper, was it, to go into the room with him, was it, love? I sincerely hope you are not to have any more trouble with her, my darling. It will be happiness, love, to come over Whitsuntide. Nineteen days now, love. Of course you will come to meet me, darling. It would not be like coming home if you are not there to welcome me. I was not aware, love, that I did you any physical harm, as you say. Do you really think I do? And that I did really ill-use you? If you do, my darling, we must refrain from any connection, for I should not like to do you any physical harm. My wife, you know that. I suppose we are extra excited through being separated so much, darling. But you still love me, wifey, don't you? I could not get on at all without your love to look forward to. We advertised in the paper for two bedrooms and the sitting room, and had 27 inquiries, so that we shall be able to get one from that lot, I think. I have seen an old friend of mine today, King, from Brown Bailey and Dixon, you will have heard me speak of him. They are not doing much down there, so he has come up here to have a look around. He had dinner with me, and I expect him up directly. I do wish it was Whitsuntide, darling, so that I could see you. I almost feel as though I couldn't last out till then. Right early, my darling, to your loving, true and faithful husband, Fred. P.S. Excuse the writing, I am in a hurry. 
I enclose an interesting slip about a kissing match. Sad result. Don't you think we had better refrain from such a dangerous pleasure? Sadly, the uh, interesting slip about a kissing match has not survived. But we can add fruit salts to our ever-growing Victorian medicine chest on this podcast. One of the things that blows my mind when researching is finding so-called medicines that were developed over 150 years ago still on sale. Fruit salts is another example. Sold as sachets of powders made up of citric acid, tartaric acid, sodium carbonate and sodium bicarbonate, which is not that far removed from baking powder. All that the manufacturers can claim for it today is as a treatment for heartburn. Back in Fred's day, the advertisements bought such florid copy as it clears the intestines, rouses the torpid liver to new life, stimulates the mucous membrane into a healthy action and cleanses and invigorates the whole digestive tract. However, I'm wondering if Janie may have wanted to reach for some, as in her next letter we finally get to that disagreeable encounter with Polly Rowe. Hansworth, May the 9th, 1882. My own darling husband. I received your very welcome letter this morning. I should have written yesterday, but Miss Dalton sent me word that they were coming to tea, and Kate was out, so I was very busy. The Matlock fare was four shillings. Very reasonable, I think. Miss Dalton looks as well as ever, and Ted looks quite as small. We went through the nurseries. The flowers looked very pretty, but not so nice as when your mother and Emily and I went through. Your mother was moderately well when I called. All the rest are quite well. I intend going to see them on Thursday if possible. Carrie is going to stay another week. She only intended stopping a fortnight when she came. Oh, darling, I do wish you were here now. We could have some glorious walks. The trees look splendid, and all our old walks. We went down to Darnall on Sunday afternoon to meet Miss Mottishead. And Maria Staniforth came to tea, for a wonder. It was a beautiful day, so we came back through the wood. I did wish you were with me, love. Wouldn't we have squeezed a kiss somehow, without them seeing us? It does seem a long time since Easter. I am longing for a sight of you, but we must try to last until Whitsuntide. And then, darling, it will be happiness together. I do wish I could have been with you at Redcar last Saturday. The sea breezes, I think, would do me good. I have got another cold. I wonder if I could get the doctor to send me there. I must have got it with running about in the drafts last week. I am sorry it rained all the way home from Stockton. I hope you will be all right in a day or two and that the fruit salts will cure your headaches. I wonder what makes them come on. Perhaps it is with overwork and not sufficient exercise, darling. I shall have to see that you get more when we are together and take you out, love, for the benefit of your health. We will make up for the walks we have lost in Handsworth all the time you have been away. We met Miss Rowe down the street on Sunday, so she invited Carrie and I to tea today, Tuesday. I can scarcely call mine an invitation. It was an afterthought. She could hardly do any other than ask me when I was there. She asked Carrie to go, and then in such a nasty way she said to me, and you can come as well if you like. I just said, oh, thank you, and felt greatly obliged to her mentioning it. I think I did not tell you what a pleasant reception she gave Carrie and I, when we called the day after Carrie got here. Carrie has not been since, so wouldn't have gone if she had not asked her on Sunday. I asked Polly if she was going out for a walk that night, and said you might call for a few minutes, as we could not stay long then. 
She said, I think you have plenty there without me, and the children are always getting their suppers when I come. But I can't express the pretty looks that went with the words. So, love, you lose the nastiness of it. I don't think I shall go down to tea, but I may go down afterwards, just for peace at home, as I shall greatly offend our Fred if I don't. I am sure I have not done or said anything to annoy her that I know of that she need be so nasty. My darling, I don't care about going to Rochabie. I think it would be better to stay at home this year, and we can go down to your house and spend the day, which will please your mother, I know, and have a ramble in the woods, which I know we will both enjoy. So we will not go this time under any consideration. If we can, we will see our Williams on the Saturday. Ted and Miss Dalton are not going. It would kill my father if he had any trouble of that kind with our Emma. It was not proper to go into the room with him. Mr Walker told her again he was going with that other woman. She asked him if he was, but he said he wanted to be friends with her. I think she cannot have much self-respect left. If I was my mother, I should put a stop to it, but she is completely master. She can't do much with her. Shall you have Monday and Tuesday at Whitsuntide? I wish it was here, love. I do want to see you, really. I don't think you do me any harm physically, or that you do really ill-use me, my darling. You make me feel very tired, that is all. We would refrain from it if it didn't do me any harm, and we will now if you like. I still love you more than ever, darling. You are my own husband, and I shall always love you. I think you will be able to get suitable apartments out of 27 inquiries, love. It would be a treat for you to see one of the old faces from Sheffield. I expect you will rob Brown, Bailey and Dixon of all their best men. We need not quite refrain from kissing, darling. If taken moderately, as we take them, they are very nice. I remain always your loving, true and faithful wife, Janie. P.S. I have not time for more. We'll leave it there for now. As I said earlier, there won't be a podcast next week, but the following week I'll be back with what I think is my absolutely favourite letter of Fred's. He goes paddling in the sea at Redcar and gets so enchanted by his surroundings he misses his train home. Thank you so much for listening to my love letter time machine. I'd very much like to share Fred and Janie's story with more people. So, if you haven't already, can I ask you to share this podcast with someone you think might enjoy it? You can also find excerpts of Fred and Janie's letters on Instagram at my love letter time machine, or one word, and you can write to me at my love letter time machine at gmail.com. Until next time, take care. <laughs>